welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're going to be talking about the films Paddington 2, Insidious, The Last Key, and also Paddington 2, The Red Carpet Event. We'll also be talking about the film Permanent. Right now we're going to start this, kick off this wonderful show with the wonderful Benjamin talking about Paddington 2. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. First of all, have you seen the first Paddington? Yes, I very much liked that one. And this is in this, of course, this is a sequel to Paddington. Do you feel like it lives up to the first film, if not exceeding the first film? I believe it's one of the few sequels that exceeds the first film. Because mm-hmm. it has more of what made the original great already. How so? Can you elaborate, please? Yeah, there's, um, there's more emotion and heart in the film itself. And it has just more wonderful characters and introduces new ones. And it's fun. See, I thought the comedy was better executed in this one, too. Because mm-hmm. it's very much like more character-driven, which I liked. Because it's like you had to remember little gags from before to yeah. understand what was happening now. Rather than just like how most uh, kids' movies usually end up doing it by you know, covering everything in... Um, more, like, bathroom humor or whatever. Oh, definitely. Especially since it's the the first film you got to introduce to the characters. Now you kind of have more inside jokes and you laugh with the characters more because you know them now, which is great. Uh, the Paddington, like, well, now talk, hopefully will be maybe a franchise maybe because it's adorable, is has... There's certain wonder to it, like straight out of a children's book, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So can you tell us a bit about the production in this film? I am still amazed by how clear and realistic Paddington Bear actually looks. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some scenes where you'll just look at him and you see him as a spare. Like, I can't, I don't think there was even a moment I denied that he was real. You don't even really have to suspend your disbelief because the special effects are so good that you believe that he is on that screen in front of you when they shot the film. There is, there's a lot of really cool sequences. For instance, a pop-up book plays a major role in the plot. So there's a scene where Paddington gets to go into the pop-up book, basically. And you see it oh. as how you'd see a pop-up book with his Aunt Lucy. And there's another scene where he's in jail and has this whole sort of uh, mad... I wouldn't call it a dream, but sort of this um, hallucination that mm-hmm. he's back in the forest with his aunt. So um, I thought it was... There was some very unique and um, incredibly interesting scenes visually. And it's interesting because American cinema is very much different like British cinema. And this is, of course, a lot of British humor and just British visuals because they, they, there's also a certain style to it that just is, that pops. Um, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And you even have a start-setted cast, which we'll talk about too. We got you know, like Sally Hawkins, Brendan Gleeson, Julia Waters, Hugh Grant. So can you tell us a bit about um, the actors and the performances in this film? 
I thought some of the performances were wonderful. Um, particularly Brendan Gleeson and um, Hugh Grant. Brendan Gleeson plays this prison chef named Knuckles McGinty, and he feels both warm and intense at the same time. Um, and he's over the top, but yet his, he gives the character a soul. And Hugh Grant, he sort of he does a good job of embodying the character's sly humor and sort of suave demeanor. So, but you still he makes sure you don't find him likable, and he's quite um, cunning along the way. Well, I love Hugh Grant so much, and Brendan Gleeson. He's been in so many films that he's just, of course. And many different films, like like Song of the Sea, of course, and like Braveheart. But um, no, just amazing cast. And it's just, it just really looks like an adorable film. And it, they got perfect actors to match this kind of a fun family film. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And this show is sponsored by Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, Season 1. We're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Benjamin about Paddington 2. So, what would you say is your favorite part in this film? My favorite part of this film is has to be the scene where Paddington is making marmalade with Knuckles McGinty in prison. It's a very nice scene to see uh, Paddington, who's in such a daunting scenario, being in prison, get to experience joy and lighten up someone else's life. Knuckles, who's always angry and you can clearly tell he's having fun making this marmalade and how they play to each other's strengths like muscle or sorry um knuckles has this he's very big and strong and so he can squeeze the oranges and help paddington make the marmalade but paddington knows how to make it so i like how this scene sort of explores the strengths of these characters Brendan gleason's character is kind of like the gentle giant you know Tough in exterior, but a heart of gold inside. I would agree with that. <laughs> so, can you also tell us about the message of the story? Because it just, with a heartwarming the character like Paddington, of course it's got to be a heartwarming story to go along with it. Um, I believe it is to be kind to others, always. Uh, Paddington is always kind and looks for the best in those around him. And uh, he, it helps him reach his goal, his kindness, because so much pe- so many people admire him. They are willing to help him. And um, I like that he's sort of a, a bear. and He's a very incredibly kind bear in a world that needs a lot more of it. And sort of how he changes other people's lives, and therefore they are willing to help him. So it's really just about helping others and being kind to others and always being generous. Now, I have a question for you because, well, of course, Kids First is all about quality children's media. And we want to make sure that kids see the best films because kids deserve the best films, just as any other adult or teenager. So what makes Paddington ideal for families and what makes it like different than other attempts? Because not every kid's film is a hit. But what makes this film different than the rest? Not only is it different, just in this sort of 
Lots of films are uh, kids' films are used to describe them with the word whimsical, but this really is, um, and it's got all these. It's very colorful and just it's warm and nice and sweet, and uh, there's just not many f- films that capture the sort of sweetness in them. I mean, like you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks or My Little Pony the movie. They don't. Re- they're those characters are just sort of. They're either really flawed and learn a lesson, or they're they're just usually yeah. That's it basically. This is a character who's supremely kind and uses his kindness to reach his goal, and so the message is different. Um, I feel like uh, you said obviously it's a British kids movie, which a lot not a lot of audiences here have really seen. Um, so that that should be interesting. And also, it's just a different, like I said, it's a different adaptation. Because putting them in a modern world, but not making it weird that they are in this modern world. Um, and sort of just letting them roam through um, where we are in modern day. Couldn't agree with you more. Now, how many stars would you give it? And what is your age recommendation, sir? I'm going to give it an age rating of 4 to 15. And I also highly recommend it for older ages as well, uh, especially er, adults, because I think they'll really enjoy it and they'll, all the positivity. And uh, I give Paddington 2 four and a half out of five stars. I highly recommend it. Honestly, from the trailers and just because I love the cast so much, I can't wait to see this film. It just looks absolutely adorable. Speaking of adorable, thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking to us about Paddington 2. It's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you for talking with me today. This film is out in theaters now, so please go check it out. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey we're 
Welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Paddington, and next we'll be talking with Cameron and Alejandra about a scary movie, Insidious The Last Key. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Hi. So, I saw the trailer for this movie, and I was definitely creeped out. So, tell me a little bit, um, Alejandra, what's it about? Well, it's about a psych and a paranormal investigator that gets a call from a person that says that their house is haunted. And when the person gives her the address, she notices that the address was her old house where she grew up in and she had experienced paranormal events and had seen demons and you know all, all that kind of stuff that gets you pretty scared so the the movie's basically her going going to the house and like figuring out like where the demons are and trying to put them under control Ooh, that sounds creepy it, it is really creepy yes <laughs> yeah so um Cameron tell me did were you really scared when watching it uh, yes I had a jacket on and I didn't even use it I, I wasn't even wearing it I was using it to cover my eyes because I couldn't watch I could watch the movie because of how scary it was oh no yeah I don't think I would have the guts to go watch it <laughs> so Cameron tell me how were the graphics of it did they really add to the scare effect they did um the hand like in the trailer you can see the hand reaching from a door those were actual keys on their nails, and that just freaked me out. Just the, the fact that her nails were keys and they could go uh, through other doors, that just freaked me out overall. And yeah, it, just, it added even more effect to the movie because of the effects and how scary they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Alejandro, how about you? What was, um, how was the makeup and the costumes? Well, they were, like, really fascinating very breathtaking not only the special effects that obviously made all the scenes creepier but like the makeup and like the way because not only were there demons in there but also like people that were suffering and like the 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 way they like put like their clothing and like the makeup and like made them look really scary so it was really breathtaking like it really made a change like it really made a difference if they had done it like another way or maybe not that impressive they would have not gotten the same results yeah it's really awesome when they do a really good job with those special effects and the makeup because then when they do it really well it seems realistic and it's even more yes. scary <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like it's fake so you get more scared because it's so real like you can you, you swear it's real. Yeah, I can't watch a horror movie that's, like, a legit horror movie. <laughs> so, um, uh, tell oh, me, nice Cameron, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, tell me, how were the sets as well? Like, the backgrounds and the backdrops? No, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other level. I mean, if they do a great job, like, um, designing, well, not designing, but, like, if they do a great job on, on the characters and, like, the demons, that they make it seem real like the way they decorate like the setting or like the places that the movie takes place in like it's really creepy it really is like i mean that has to do a lot with the scenes like if they don't do the setting really well it's not the same effect so yeah the like the same with the makeup and like the special effects they do with the setting like it's it, it all just like collaborates to like make the audience like really scared 
Yeah, that's really amazing that they can make it so realistic and then they scare us. <laughs> um, so tell me, um, Alejandra, yes. yeah, how was the acting? There was a pretty good cast, Lin Shay, Blay Wanas. Oh no, the the woman that like portrayed Elise Rainer, the psychic that I'm telling you about, the one that like experienced the paranormal activities and events. It, she did an amazing job. Like I was in love with with how she was playing her character and how like you know sometimes like in scary movies like the lead character is always like super scared and this one like it wasn't really that. It, it wasn't really like that. Like she was like she took up the courage and she was she wasn't really scared to like confront the demons. Like I loved how she portrayed her character. It was really good. Nice. Yeah. Even when the acting is good, when everything is good and everything comes together, then that's and they make they make you get scared. <laughs> you are yeah. listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about. Paddington 2, Insidious, The Last Key, and Permanent. And right now, I'm talking to Cameron and Alejandra about Insidious, The Last Key. So we were just talking about the acting and how everything, every part of the film comes together to create this really, really terrifying effect. So um, adding on to that, how are these sound effects and music, and did it also add to that whole environment? Oh, no, it did. Like, for example, in all of the scenes, like, you know, like, for example, just seeing someone walking in the hallway and then, like, a door, like, you hear a door, a door, like, opening up and creeping, like, that that adds more suspense and more creepiness into the scene. So that, like, absolutely has a lot to do with how the scene plays along and how it has an effect on the audience that's watching it. Yeah. So, um, Cameron, what was your favorite part of this film? My favorite part would have to be the ending when Elsie Rayner finds a whistle that their mother had gave her brother Christian when they were little kids to use if he wanted to, if he wanted their mother to come and save him from anything. And um, after about like 57 years later, she finds the whistle. She's giving it to her brother. And it's just that clarity of them being family that, that made the movie feel like less of a horror movie and more of just a regular film. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and how about you, Alejandra? Did you have a favorite part? Well, I loved one, and it also has to do with with, the, with Alice's brother. I loved how like they reunited like after all the years. Because I mean, I mean, the movie starts with them being little, but then like as the movie goes on, like years go by, and then I loved when they reunited and how they like didn't let the demon or whatever they were going through when they were little get with them like they did they didn't let that break them apart well that's really sweet that it has this sort of uh touching moment in this horror movie when you're on your edge of your yes. seat and they have this nice thing to r- sort of wrap up the film it's really yeah. impressive i mean it's a scary movie like you're not expecting for it to have like a, some kind of message but it does Yeah, that's great. So tell me, Cameron, was there anything unique that really stood out to you and was different from something you had seen in another horror movie? This horror movie included paranormal activity, but it also included things that you would see in the news. I don't really want to spoil it, but just some parts didn't, wasn't really mainly paranormal activity. It was real, it seemed like real events that would happen in real life. That made the horror film even creepier because 
maybe there is paranormal activity here on Earth and right now, but um, they also included more sen- like sentimental things, like the whistle I just talked about. Like it was sad and scary, plus it included real events. So I think that's different than other horror films, which are mainly like ghosts, spirits, and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so how about you, Alejandra? Was there something unique that you noticed as well? Well, when I was studying you about that, I mean, I found it really impressive. I mean, most characters focus, like, the things that, like, scare people, and that's it. But in this movie, it was different. Like, there were some parts that you can re- that you could relate to, like, like um, reuniting with your brother or hanging out with your daughters and, like, sons. You got me? Like, some scenes, some sentimental scenes that have, like, a message behind them. Like, I, re- I don't want to... I don't want to, like, spoil it either, but the ending, it's kind of like a scene like that. It's a very emotional scene, like, the reuniting of the family. And that's not something that you see in every scary movie. So I thought it was really, it made it stand out. Nice. Yeah, that's really cool, especially when movies have that one thing that makes them different from others. So what would you say that the age range and star rating is? Well, I would say from 13 and up. For that, for that movie. I mean, it's a scary movie. I don't think anyone under 13 can handle this. So 13 and up. And I would rate it like 4 out of 5 stars. Wow, that's good. I really want to... Well, I don't know if I really want to watch it. <laughs> you guys are saying some really awesome things. Maybe I'll just have to get past my fears and watch it. You yeah, scary that? movies aren't really my cup of tea either. But this one, this one was the exception. It wasn't like... A, it has a lot more than just the scary parts. Like, it's worth watching it. Cool. Okay, I will definitely add it to my list then. How about you, Cameron? What would you say the age range and star rating is? I would say the age range is actually 14 and up. I don't know, maybe adults would like this. My mom, I came with my mom to the to the event. She didn't really enjoy it. She was also scared, but she didn't want to admit it. Anyone younger than 13, though, they would not enjoy this movie. If I didn't enjoy this movie at 16, no, I don't think anyone below 13 would enjoy this. Yeah, I think I would be terrified. <laughs> yeah, well, I would definitely get na- nightmares, but thank you both so much for sharing about this very cool yet terrifying movie. No, thank All you. Right, thank you. Thank you. So let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Neuer. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley. We just got done talking about Insidious, also Paddington 2, and we're going to continue the show talking about Permanent. But right now we have the wonderful Jolene, who is going to be talking about Paddington 2, and also she went to the red carpet event. Lucky you. Thank you so much, Jolene, for being on the show, though. Thank you for interviewing me. Well, first of all, I got to ask about the event. Give us a quick uh, summary of what happened there, who you met, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so basically at the event, there's like it's divided into two sections. So, like on the right side, it's the blue carpet, and that's where all of the the people who starred in the film uh, like went so that we could interview them. And there were also like celebrity guests there. And then on the left side, there was like this, this like fair area where you could like play a bunch of fair games for free and they gave out free food and stuff like that and so I on the blue carpet I met Hugh Bonneville um Sally Hawkins I also met uh Jojo Siwa and both of the co-writers for the film and uh I think I also met Met um, another celebrity guest, Parker, Parker, Bant, Parker Bant or something. I forgot, but yeah, that's basically all of the people I met. Well, you met Sally Hawkins, and I'm already completely jealous because <laughs> I love Sally Hawkins. She was actually in, in Shape of Water recently, and she may be a future Academy Award winner. But we'll see what happens. Anyway. But, so, what kind of questions did you ask, like, Sally Hawkins? Um, well, she came kind of late, and um, they, like, they really wanted to rush her into the theater, so I could only ask her one question, so, like I said, um, I said, I asked her, um, can you describe the personality of your character, and uh, how you relate to her? And what was her answer? She was, like, she said stuff about about how she, her character is very caring, and she feels like she's caring as well. Interesting. Now, what were some of, like, the interviews that you, like, you talked to some people? What was the most interesting answer you, you got that you can remember? I asked Hugh Bonneville how that he was able to, how he was able to, like, interact with Paddington, even though he was only, like, an animated character. Yeah. And um, he somewhat got mad at me, and he was like, "He was like, how dare you say Paddington's just an animation and not real?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry." And then he was like, "Well, yeah, sometimes Paddington would take a break, and sometimes we would just have to look 
look at this plastic figure or sometimes look at a stick for reference. Yes, how dare you? The magic of the movies here. You should <laughs> away. But uh, that's interesting. That's pretty funny. And that also shows very much commitment from the actors and how much they really want to keep um, the magic alive because we want to keep the magic of cinema alive. And it's true. Paddington does exist in the, on the silver screen. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And today we just got done talking about Paddington 2. We're going to be also talking about the films Permanent and insidious. Right now, we're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Jolene, and this show is also sponsored by Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir Season 1. Now, um, Jolene, you've also seen the film, of course, so you saw the film prior to the Red Puppet event, correct? Yes. So, how does it feel seeing the film and then seeing the stars in person after seeing the film? It was really really different for me because their personalities in the film seeing them like that first in the film it gives me kind of a first impression of like what to expect when I meet them but like it was totally different they like I don't know they just feel like even though like they look the same and everything like they just seem like totally 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 different people in person so it was kind of like shocking but also cool to see that like people on tv you never know if they're going to be in real life you don't and yeah you're, you're right your first impression of a, of a celebrity is of course either on tv or film and so when you meet them it's just like wait you play a really mean person in this movie i don't know if i want to meet you and then they end up <laughs> people in the whole entire world so yes, that, exactly. they're, they're doing their job they're acting they're pretty much plain pretend so that's that's always it is funny it's kind of surreal too because like I just see you on the screen and now you're talking to me right now that's weird now uh, let's actually get into talking about the movie itself now what did you think about the film overall I really liked the film I thought it was I thought it was really like a great message to teach and it was really like emotional too because like towards the end it was really sweet, everything Paddington does, and, like, he was being so good to everyone, and he finally, like, gets what he wanted, so it's really, like, happy, and it makes you happy. See, we need more films that just kind of, just make you happy, just, just gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, I mean, I mean, I'm all for films, like, of course, making us sad once in a while, <coughs> Coco, but... You know, I just want a film to make me happy all the way through. And Paddington seems like the exact film to do that. Make you feel happy inside. Um, so tell us a little bit also about the production. We kind of mentioned it in the segment before. But, like, what did you think about the production value in this film? I thought it was really good. I really, really... Overall, just the quality of this film was really great. And it's, like, a really well-made, well-thought-out movie. And plus, like... Paddington, he seems, he, like, interacts really well with the actors, and, like, they have, like, this bond that's, like, so cool. It's nice to see, like, the actors just kind of, like, get together and just make a great film. It's, you see a connection up on screen. Uh, I also think it's kind of funny, because, like, when I saw the jail scene, when, like, the, all the clothing is pink, and then yeah. you just 
when you see that scene. I got a Wes Anderson vibe, which is kind of weird. Not as symmetrical, but it's just that kind of British humor that's just peculiar, especially since we're so used to American cinema. Uh, did you find a difference, actually, in that? Like, did you kind of feel a difference in tone and style than other films with this movie? Uh, I, I didn't see any difference. I don't know. I don't really notice these things, so I, I didn't notice any difference. Well, it's perfect, still. It's still, it's not as distracting. You can still enjoy the film. Um, now, what did you think about the? What would you say is your favorite scene in this film? Uh, my favorite scene in this film would have to be. I would have said the ending scene, but I don't want to give away any spoilers. So, uh, I really, I also really liked. I don't know why, but I, I really liked the scene where um, Phoenix, played by Hugh Grant, is, like, alone in his little circus tower with all the rest of his, like, his, like, friends, which are just, like, the costumes that he, he, like, like a one-man circus. So I think it's, like, really, I don't know, I really like that scene because it was really interesting how he, how he was, like, able to change his voice and make it seem like there's two people talking to each other, even though it's, like, only him. One-man show, Hugh Grant. Sounds like <laughs> my kind of film. It's worth seeing for just that. Now, how many stars would you give this film, and what would you say is the age recommendation? I would give this film five out of five stars, and I recommend this film for the ages of all the way up to 18. Even adults. Even my mom really liked it, and she, like, laughed a lot during this film. I love... Films that allow that to happen, just like something for the whole entire family to enjoy. So a little thing for everybody. Well, thank you so much, Jolene, for talking about Paddington 2 and your red carpet event. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for interviewing me. This family-friendly, absolutely whimsical film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. With that said, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you've been listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. This show is sponsored by Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
You're tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Paddington 2, Insidious The Last Key, and next we'll be talking with Morgan about permanence. Welcome to the show, Morgan. Hi, thank you for having me. So this film looks like a lot of fun. Um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what is it about? What's happening? Well, first, I had no idea that bad hair and big problems equals a basically hilarious comedy that's set in the 80s. And I think that it's really funny because it's about everyday family issues. And some somehow, you know, every family does have these issues. So it really does make this film very meaningful. And basically, it's about a girl who decides to get a permanent, um, also known as a perm. And her name is Cara McLean, who plays Arlie. And I got to meet her. She's absolutely magnificent. And so what happens is she gets a perm, and then her mom kind of, like, has a bit of difficulty with her father. And then, you know, basically the entire family gets separated, you know, and they have, like, difficulties, and then they get back together. Oh, that sounds really interesting. And that is really cool that you met the actor. <laughs> I got to also meet Rain Wilson, who plays Jim Dixon, and Abby Wathen, who plays Mrs. Tripp, and oh, uh, Gina Brister, who plays Sally. Oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> so how did you feel when watching this movie? I think that I had um, a lot of different emotions. I felt like a little bit of sadness when the parents were arguing and such because you know a lot of people can relate to that and you feel sad for them like darn you know you feel sad for Arlie mainly because you're like you just feel sad like oh my gosh your parents are arguing how does she feel and then when you uh have the funny moments like there are a bunch of quick-witted jokes you just start laughing out loud so there's a bunch of things that are in there for the entire family which I think is something really great yeah, that is great. I love it when there's a bunch of different emotions, but and it makes you feel many things. So, yeah, like a roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. So, did the plot keep you entertained throughout? I, yeah, I think the plot did keep me entertained throughout the entire film. I mean, I never found like a boring spot or anything. I think it was really good, and I think that basically it did talk have a lot of different topics, which is something really great, you know, because there's also a lot of different things that Arlie is going through about bullying. So it also does teach kids how to stand up for themselves as well. That's really great. Yeah, I like it when movies keep you wondering what's going to happen, and they keep you uh, intrigued. So how was the acting? You mentioned you um, saw a lot of the actors, and what did you think of their acting? I think that their acting is absolutely magnificent. Like, Rain Wilson, who plays Jim Dixon, is really into the part. He actually shaved his entire head for the part. Not his entire head, but, you know, like, parts so that way he could be able to get himself a toupee. Because the character Jim Dixon is afraid to swim because he does have the toupee, and he's scared that it's going to go off in the water. And then Cara McLean, like, she has a bunch of curl, uh, she has really curly hair, so she was willing to be able to put a bunch of chemicals and stuff into it, you know, 
she was willing to go all into it. And I think that her acting is really fun. And uh, she does relate to the character a lot because she's really outgoing and very optimistic. But at the same time, she does have a very powerful side that's saying, if you want to mess with me, come at me. Wow. Yeah, it's really nice when the actors also get really into their roles. Um, yeah, I really like Rain Wilson. He is hilarious. Yes, he so, is. He brings a lot to the characters that he has. Yeah, definitely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Paddington 2, Insidious The Last Key, and now I'm talking with Morgan about permanent so we were just talking about how the acting was really amazing what did you think about the sets and the costumes because it's in 1980s right it's supposed to be yeah in the 80s so I think the sets were actually quite good I think that they had a lot of different locations like the school and then the different um places that they shot at like the houses were actually kind of cute so I think that was something really great that they had and then the costumes, like Abby Wathen's costume, who was supposed to be Mrs. Tripp, the pregnant school teacher, I think was really cute. Because they had her in, like, cute pinks and blues. So uh, one of her lines actually was like, I'm focusing on all the blues and the pinks. I don't need any of your drama. And I think that's really funny how she added a lot to the character and how she had a lot of different costume changes as well. So I think that her costumes were really cute because it added a lot to her mothering. And then Gina Brister, who plays Sally, was also a great character. She uh, only had one costume because she was in for a little part of it because she was the evil hairstylist who gave uh, Cara McLean the awful perm. And I think that it was a cute costume for such a terrific hairstylist. I like it when the costumes also really add to the um, whole storyline and the actors do a great job and it all comes together. So um, did you have a favorite character? Oh, hands down, it had to be Arlie, Cara McLean. Yeah, because she's such a magnificent character. I mean, honestly, when you see it, she's such a perfect character, just because she knows how to stand with herself. She doesn't really want anybody to bug her and she's new actually to the town and when she sees a bunch of girls with curls you know she's like I want that and then she gets it and she's like this isn't really me and then she goes through a lot of different emotions and everything and basically she's just a typical teenage girl and I've just reached 13 so I feel that you know I'm going through all those changes as well so I can definitely relate to her Nice. Yeah, it's really awesome, especially when the characters, like you said, are really relatable because it feels realistic and you can also, you know, the movie really can convey a message and feelings towards you. So, yeah, uh, and not only that, but in real life, she is, she's just perfect on camera and in real life because when you meet her, she's exactly like that character and she is a great role model for kids who are dealing with bullying issues. And she said, um, when I interviewed her that you can just, you know, don't be a punching bag with them. Don't let them be your punching bag. Um, you need to stand up for yourself, stand your ground and tell them, you know what? I'm not your punching bag. I'm going to tell you how I feel or you can tell a teacher or let somebody know. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. It's, really great when um especially the actor and the character she plays is a role model so yeah um did you have a favorite part of the whole movie 
I think that my favorite scene would have to be when Arlie is trying to raise money to straighten out her, like, new hairstyle, being the perm, because she picks up cans and enters contests and even tries her best to get friends, you know, to help her raise money. And I think that this is a fun way um, of trying to help herself and trying to get a few extra bucks and see these scenes made me laugh numerous times. And when I met Cara McLean, uh, I just think that she had a lot of different things to say about that. And I thought it was funny seeing her input as well. Nice. That's really great. And uh, I know you mentioned this, but overall, if there was one message, um, what would it be? I would say that the one message, there's probably multiple messages. So one would definitely be like, stand with your family. And be, you know, definitely caring and make sure that you stand with them. Like, family is most definitely the most important thing in your life. Um, number two, probably don't get a perm, you know, just for fun. And then uh, number three would be bullying, you know. Definitely don't let them just be your punching bag. Make sure to stand up for yourself. Yeah, Those definitely. are the top three messages. Yeah, those are great, great messages, and everyone has something to learn from those. So, um, finally, what would you say that the age range is and the star rating? Well, I would definitely give Permit probably the age range around 13 to 18, because there is just a bit of rough language and some adult themes when the uh, two parents being Rain Wilson as well as Patricia Arquette argue with each other. So definitely watch out for that. So teens would definitely like the humor and the related school scenes. And adults would like the funny, outwitted, quick jokes that Permanent has in store. And if you ever like, um, have ever thought about getting Permanent, this is definitely the movie for you because you're sure to laugh. <laughs> and then I would give for Permanent um, five out of five crazy, cur um, kinky curls. <laughs> Awesome. I want to watch this movie after everything you've told me. It sounds like a really great one. You okay. know what? Permanent is brought to you by Park Pictures and Washington Square Films, and it already came out because it came out December 15th, so you can check it out in your theater right now. Definitely. I will go do that. I have plans for this weekend now. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for interviewing me. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions and have a wonderful 2018. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Thanks for joining us. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.